I'm lighthearted for this, and then I have to drive um, 60 miles down to Irvine to go pick up a truck for the weekend. <laughs> so, what kind yeah. of truck? Uh, it's a Nissan Pro 4X. Cool. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We just got that in. We haven't driven it, we haven't driven it with a new powertrain yet, so I'm excited to see what that's like. We'll see. That's that's I just saw one, so I just, I'll definitely cover this in the show, but I just went out to Colorado for like a long weekend. Uh -huh. I saw so many people towing with Frontiers. Really? Yeah. Might be the only place on earth you saw that you can see that. It was like, well, when I say so many people towing, it was like five. And I was like, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is a lot. Yeah. That's five saw, more than I've seen. Ever. I also saw like seven Subaru Tribecas. That's unfortunate. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, no, that's a carton. Like, and I saw one here in town in Kansas City, and the other six were in Colorado. The thing about the name of that car is it's so like, it's such a weird juxtaposition of like Subaru and like, like one of the trendiest and hipsteristy places in New York City. Right. Most like ill-named car ever. And it was the least appealing for the demographic that probably lives there. <laughs> right? They're like, oh, I need hairy armpits to, to drive this. <laughs> So yeah, like which is which is funny because they probably meant to sell that to like my mom who recently bought a Subaru Ascent like last year. Like, but that's that's probably the demo they were looking for and not not you know Robert De Niro and his like <laughs> wanky loft. Yeah, probably not. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. I have to remember that for those like random questions that people are like, "What's the worst named car ever?" Well, it's like. That's a good one. It has the Jag, one. the E-type, or no, the S-type grill too. It has that like super small. Oh yeah. Like, with like the bug eyes on both sides. Yeah. Clarkson always called it like the Hitler, the Hitler <laughs> grill on the Jag. Yeah, I cannot see that. So as soon as I saw it on the Tribeca, I was like, yeah, that's there. That, that design slash marketing team from Subaru is long gone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were just like, yeah, sorry, this isn't going to work out. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> so, <Nice>. welcome. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Uh, you are our fourth Montero or Mitsubishi owner in a row now. I love it. Yep. And we haven't... Oh, in a row? In yeah, a row. Like we haven't meant to do this. It's just kind of like... <laughs> so... Well, maybe not completely in a row. I think Emmy Hall just has experience with Mitsubishi. So, like, yeah. she's not it's close good. enough. You guys need to get out more. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, also so that. We, we had Jeff on, obviously, since he runs right. our website. Uh, with the million Montero. dollar Montero. What was yes, that? Yeah, that's what his is turning into very quickly. I said the million dollar Montero. <laughs> quickly. It's, no, yeah. Mine's not, mine's not that much money. No, but yours looks nicer. Yeah, it does. Well, he's <laughs> like he's definitely like kind of hooned his out a little bit. He definitely wants to, you know, he's kind of got like that kind of rally guy thing going on. Like I'm. Yeah, I'm the wheels tell the story. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, we I mean, should be saying all this when we're on the air, but I'm mine's pretty stock. <laughs> we did. He did jump his. So. Yeah. Well, that's because he's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go ahead and leave that in. I'd tell him that to his face. 
he knows it's okay he, the best part is jeff's aware like he knows. <laughs> oh yeah it's just not you know i think i you know i've always been like hearing more and more like women are women are just better drivers because we're just not dumb say those that pay attention yes i'll agree with that <laughs> you know like if you want to protect a car have a lady drive it <laughs> yeah, my uh, my guy friends in the automotive world have much less mechanical sympathy. <laughs> yeah, what's that noise? I don't know. It'll it'll go away. The knocking work. noise? Yeah, it'll it'll work itself out. That's fine. No. Yeah, I don't know. It works itself out when shit falls off. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Totally. Totally. Is that your that phone? Was, was that my phone or was that your phone? I don't have an iPhone, so it wasn't mine. My computer. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I just got an. I just got an email, guys. <laughs> yeah, Chris, Chris, your face looked like your computer like blasted you with sound. Well, because it was a problem with Zoom is you can't mute. Like you can't mute. You can't turn off the volume of like all the other business that you have going on on your mm -hmm. computer. Um, like you can your phone. So I apologize. I don't get a whole lot of emails. It's mostly from Domino's. All good. Pizza. Domino's Pizza. <laughs> that is worth valuable emails. emails from. So yeah, we had Jeff and his Montero. We had uh, Andrew Collins last week and his Montero. Oh, so we have you guy. with your Montero. <laughs> uh, and then we, yeah, we had a guy uh, who owns a company called Brio. Uh, they do like uh, fire pits and then they do some like uh, overland camping. Uh, it's called like outpost and it's literally this giant stainless stick and this giant stainless grill that you can put over a campfire. And it has a way to like drive it into the ground and then lock it. So it's really stable, but he had a Delica. Get out. And he had it long enough to realize that he had already too many kids to turn it into the overland camper. And so he <laughs> sold it as long as he had, it was very short, but like it was still more Mitsubishi people. Like, and we got Farrah coming on, and Matt's got one. And yeah, and Matt's, oh, Matt's he's got he's got a great one. And um, uh, Aaron Robinson, who did that Normandy trip with me, he also mm -hmm. is a Montero owner. Is he really? Oh my god! He has a two. He has a two point five gen, I think. Is so that, he, does that's what Collins has, yeah. right? Yeah. Doesn't Aaron also have a plane? Aaron has so many like motorized vehicle <laughs> he does have a plane he has a 177 cardinal uh Cessna cardinal um but yep. yeah casual casual he also has like a 1930s pre-war austin seven that's good kind of rad the guy's got some cool you know it's so funny you go on a drive with him like um with a bunch of different cars and it doesn't matter how fucking sweet the rig you are in like if he's driving near you, no one will see you. He'll trumpet. Because everyone's like, <laughs> what is that? Right. And he's in his little like helmet and his little goggles. And he's like, Nee. <laughs> like fucking race car. And you're just like. And he can always hey. just say, I have a plane. There's also that. You basically <laughs> need to roll up with Leno and something from Leno yeah, is right. the only way. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Aaron may out nerd Leno. He might. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. Like I I really dig like just being around like the the sort of the the instant like Encyclopedia Britannica history lesson that is like all those guys. I mean, Johnny Lieberman, same way. Like, God, that guy 
no, he's going to forget more like tomorrow <laughs> than I will ever know in my life. Like I just, it's so amazing. His encyclopedic knowledge of, mm -hmm. of cars and I'm, you know, still trying to figure out I, how many generations of frontier there are, you know? It's, <laughs> right. So I hear you. Well, it's not I'm, a big I, number. <laughs> well, I know. Right? <laughs> it's I very, it's a very small it. number, actually. Is it yeah. three? I don't see. I don't know. I think it's not. All, a I, know gen, all I know is this no, generation has been around for a long time. Along with every other Nissan product. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, almost, but basically. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, the Pathfinder as it exists now. I think I was at the North American Auto Show when it debuted, and that was like eight years ago. <laughs> Gotta be like 2012 or 2013. Yeah, I think it was 2012. That thing is like beige on wheels. Yeah. Yeah, it, it will. It's not like, great. No. From what it was before, it was this kind oh. of square looking awesome thing. Super I, capable, hard body. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like awesome. I had, I had an Xterra. uncle who swore by him. Like at one point, yeah. I think they owned three. Like, wow. That's, like, a, that's dedication. Yeah. Currently? Well, like, no, no, no. All at the same time? Uh, well, they at least had two at the same time. And I think one had an accident and got replaced with another one. But uh, yeah. I do think that X, the Xterra is, is boss. Like I would, I would get one of those. I'd get a second gen Xterra for sure. Second gen with a stick? I looked at that. I'm not bored with that. Yeah, I looked at that for sure. Ross, would you rather have an Xterra or an X-Runner? In my current life? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Or high school, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> this week, probably an X-Runner because... Still the X-Runner. Drift truck. Next week and probably forever an Xterra. Yeah. It's, so, uh, um, so also, so in addition to the Robinson Airplane... Um, they have a, they also, they also have a hangar out like in, a brand. <laughs> in Moab, seriously, it, they have a hangar out in Moab, um, and the Montero lives out there. So they fly out there all the time and they invite a bunch of, you know, a bunch of us like hangar honor people <laughs> and me and me and Aaron, and honor. this other guy, Bob, who also had, he flies an experimental plane. Um, he, what? all three of us, we just. What? We just went in on a Suzuki uh, XL7. Nice. <laughs> yes. And we're just for totally, moving around out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're like, we're totally like, we're overlanding it out and we're going to send it out to Moab. So it's just another vehicle that we can just go fuck around. I don't think it. I've thought of the XL7 in like five years since it came right? out. Since it came right. out. I see one in traffic every now and then. I'm oh like, oh, God. those still exist. Like, this thing we got, and Aaron, I, I don't know, Aaron could start like a business or an app where he just like hangs out on Craigslist all day and finds amazing fucking cars for people. <laughs> he found this, he found this XL for like, I don't know, we, like we paid like two grand for it in Phoenix and it had like 70,000 miles on it and it's pristine. I mean, this thing is like clean as Look, it's crazy. Holy like a grandma who drove it around for like, I don't know, garage the whole time. Wow. Like, there's nothing wrong with the paint. He's like, the underbody is like, there's, it's immaculate. 
<laughs> so it's like, is it is it a V six? Yeah. And I'm assuming there automatic was... if it was a grandma car. It's oh my an God. automatic, yeah. It's totally an automatic, which is fine. You know, off-roading. I'm not a super fan of off-roading with a manual anyway. It's just it's something else to think about. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's it, it's it's so funny. It's like it, it's it's nuts. And it's and a all great of investment. Like, Why the hell did we do this? And we're like stoked. <laughs> because can't believe there was a second generation of that thing. Well, and headlights really. are so awkward it's it's really like but here's the um, here's like the incredible thing about it when you get inside that car the air there are so many like really thoughtful things about the interior that you just would not have like expected such as so you know the side door handle that has like the fit it it doesn't go all the way through so you can put your phone in it and this i mean i know that's not what it was made for but like <laughs> of that like that thinking was just was absolutely like ahead of its time for your convenient now weird back then it does have it has has three rows of seats it has ours does not like there's an optional third row that you could have gotten with it i would not do that to any human being but (laughs) it has like it has the outlet in the back like you know so you can plug in whatever stuff Mm -hmm. in the back it's there's it it's yeah I'm like shocked and so surprised. I was like, there's a lot of good stuff about this thing. And it's it's a swing open <laughs> yep. tailgate. Yeah. This is the start of the XL7 bubble. Well, <laughs> we've been we've been talking about this stuff for a while because like every the Land Cruiser has a tax on it. Like Jeep <sighs> has a tax on it. Like those yeah. prices go especially here. So what else could you go? And we never we have never talked about the XL7. You know what? No, I fuck. It does a lift kit for it, and they do um, cool. skid plates for it. So we're yes. putting lift on it. We're we're putting. I think we're putting God. like 31, 32 inch tires on. Oh my God, <laughs> might be the only modified XL7 in the world. It's not. There's a community. I'm not kidding. It's small, but it's out there. I mean, I, I I've been in some pretty weird communities like that. I I believe it. <laughs> it's like the sidekick. Um, Suzuki, like Vitar, like the, the whole, yeah. it's like a family thing. Like you're okay. in that posse. Yeah. Oh and, my God. This is dude, such a strange in like vehicle. Suzuki XL7 off road, the images that come back are fantastic. <laughs> no, man. I'm on Wikipedia. And uh, once upon a time in 2007, they built the Pikes Peak Hill Climb XL7. Yes. So, yes. Uh, yeah, that's. Is that that's one lowered cool. then? <laughs> I don't know, man. It looks like a fucking like like vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Should we start the show? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> all this good material. No, 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 I'll leave. We recorded all of that, so I'll just. Yes. I'll, it's a soft open, a very yeah. soft open. I love it. Yeah, that's we're just gonna ease into things. The last couple have been kind of awkward as we've led into the show, so I've had to actually go in and delete some of them out. So. I think I, I called Chris my kid an frozen. a-hole in one of them. So. <laughs> the funny thing is we've been fighting the uh, the freezing and minor technological issues yeah. since the beginning. Oh, now Sorry. you're back. No, I – Oh, here's did the you best hear part. us? I'm, I'm recording. None of that dropped. For whatever reason, for you guys, I freeze, but yet I get to hear both of you go, oh, look, his internet sucks. And, but it's still <laughs> – it still records. <laughs> your video quality has become amazing, but your your internet still sucks. 
Oh, I've switched to a different camera. I see that. That's why it's also um, up here and not down here at the bottom yeah. of my laptop like it normally is. So. I need to get on that game. Oh my God. I Okay, that's enough XL7s for the rest of my life. Yeah, you're jealous. Nope. Have you been to the marketplace yet? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm out. I'm tapping out. I'm out. When we, get the, when we get the rig done, I'm coming back on the show. and I'm <laughs> You should. show you guys what. <laughs> I mean, Moab's only 21 hours away from me. No, that's not true. Right. 16 hours. I could get there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which, yes. Okay. I'm going to start the show. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Off the Road Again podcast. I'm Chris. Ross. I'm Lynn. And this is our podcast about anything and everything off road, rally cars, whatever. As always, we're socially distanced. We did it before it was mandated. Uh, I'm still in the Midwest, Ross in the Northeast, and Lynn is in California. That's, according to my calculations, that is over six feet. Yes. <laughs> so <Just a> little. <laughs> it's, it's all the time zones. Like we just. That's right. uh, most sorry, of them. Sorry, Mountain, you don't count. Uh, I was there. I was there yesterday morning. Does that count? Like here? No, no, no. Mountain time zone. I would. Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I did California and back in a half a day. Pretty Impressive. sweet. <laughs> There's another uh, another cannonball half cannonball record. Oh god, no, thank you. Uh, unless it's the fully <laughs> no, electric you. one, that's the only one that I'm really paying attention to anymore. Oh yeah. Yeah, Walker, I, Jeff Glucker did that in an e-tron. Yes, he did, and yep. I smelly e-tron, no doubt. Not sure even a question. <laughs> oh man, probably less smelly than Bowman and Alex Roy's Morgan oh. trip, though. Well, that, that's open air. <laughs> How could that be smelly? Well, no, this the smells they smelled, not their own inherent oh, smells. Okay. Yes. Sorry, that was yeah. No, that's crazy. That was crazy. Good story though. <laughs> Good story. Really good story. Okay. Do, do we so, start with actual news? Yeah, actual news. Um, we Bronco. haven't had news for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now we're, we're like getting hit with nonstop news. So, Which, as I was editing last, well, it'll be the episode that comes out tomorrow, but for these guys, it'll be last week's episode. Um, as I was editing it, we talked about a specific type of vehicle, and then literally the next day, that was revealed. <laughs> and it oh. wasn't Bronco. It was the uh, Durango SRT Hellcat. Oh, we talked about the SRT, but we were like, no, Hellcat doesn't exist yet in that. And literally, yeah. Dodge was like, no, 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 here you go. No, so, yeah. We knew that was going to happen. Up your editing. I got to <laughs> drop in some media video that they provided and make a note that said this was literally debuted the next day. Bam. So, uh, but Bronco, forever. Bronco. Oh man, Bronco is so huge. I was just talking to Emmy Hall, who I think you guys have also had on your show. Yes, and recently. She and I both are like, oh, we're going to be talking about this for a while. Forever. Yeah. So it's the only thing we've talked about. <laughs> yeah. the, the best part is this show will release two days after it's supposed to be revealed for the third date. Oh, wait, on the, on the 13th? Yeah, 13th. so it's supposed yeah. to debut the 13th. So do we the get show. To so do we get to talk about what we've seen in her? <laughs> oh, we could. Oh, Ooh, that's up to you. Cause yeah, we, we know that 
<laughs> we know about people who have images, but they won't share them with us just in case Mike Levine somehow sneaks into our Slack chat. I, I have the image of the four door. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I swore secrecy. I can't talk about anything. Um, yeah, I, your discretion. I, that's right. But uh, I'm excited. I'm it's assuming good. it looks like really what we good. all think it's going to look like. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but then you get to see the numbers on it and you're like, oh. Oh, really? Okay. Okay, that I haven't seen. Uh, power numbers or financial numbers? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's how much it costs. Surprise, it's 80. Oh, <laughs> no, um, financial numbers, um, specs on the car, just what, it, what it's capable of and, uh, and power stuff. <laughs> So all the types of numbers. Just all the numbers. Like all, the numbers. <laughs> all the things and the numbers and the stuff. Oh man. It's gonna yeah. be like it's gonna be like a national off-road holiday on the thirteenth. Yeah. And everybody's finally like, okay, we know what it is, and it's that's it. Yeah. Well, I mean it's crazy. So I do I have to ask you guys, like, what do you think about Ford and their big reveal? They're doing it on like ESPN and um, the Disney Channel and I think ABC. Like a big like it's like LeBron and the decision. Like it's, this is. That was huge. 10 years ago. That was like exactly 10 years ago too. Yeah. Um, maybe it was 11. I don't know. My only concern is that it may take away and completely detract the excitement and the huge reveal factor of going to and being at the auto shows. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're, they're in business to sell cars. For the world we live in now, it makes a lot of sense. Like there's yeah. nothing on. Like I just got the email from YouTube TV that was like, hey, in August, we're going to bump it up 20 bucks a month. And I was like, the only reason I keep you is for sports. There's, <laughs> and there's no sports. No sports so <laughs> Nothing. peace. Thank you. <laughs> there's F1. There's F1. Yeah, but like. Oh, on YouTube? Uh, on, well, it's YouTube TV is basically like cable, but through the internet. Oh, okay. So you like, could subscribe to the Kelly Blue Book YouTube channel. I mean, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I may have already done that today. Yay! <laughs> Yay, one the, more follower. The glory of the digital stocking, it always happens. That's <laughs> awesome. Uh, but seriously, you can watch race highlights. That, that one's kind of boring anyway. Like, No, you're wrong. What? No, yeah, I'm with Raw. Thanks. It, I mean, it, un- until Lewis's five-second penalty, it was a Mercedes 1-2 finish again. Lewis, I, I uh. and even his penalty was kind of like, uh. yeah, like a twenty-second penalty, and he should have just—they should have done it right away and put Alex right back up in the front. Right. Yeah. But didn't he had to retire? Such a gray area. This is like an off-road yeah. show, and we're talking about. <laughs> I know. I could. I could Dude, talk about F1. I saw a lot of F1 cars in the gravel. That counts. That's off-road. That's there were a lot of. A lot of F1 cars not on the track. I mean, Grosjean literally did it by himself. I know, right? He always does, though. Like, that's there's that's no abnormalities here. Uh, like, half the time. Half the time, he just has his own little issues. Um, we should... <laughs> anyway, well, Bronco. Bronco. That's, but that's how long we've been talking about Bronco, that literally the reveal is less than four days away now, right? And we're already bored with it and would like to just see it and play with it and move on. 
Yeah, I feel like the lead up to it has been really protracted and, you know, I, uh, one doesn't ever want to see that, but, you know, I guess for such a highly anticipated vehicle, okay, I'll give him a, I suppose I'll give him a pass, but get your act together, guys. Come on. <laughs> I think the only part where they really, where there was like the get your act together thing was the OJ's birthday thing. That was like, probably could have avoided that before it got to the point of having the date yeah i mean i've I've been in ad agencies before where we don't try to remember whose birthday we're releasing stuff on that's kind of that's a big one right i mean like people literally thought that that car was discontinued because of that event (laughs) (laughs) because of that incident and they're like we just don't like the association with that you know that dude Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, maybe that would have been something good to just right. to check just on. Get that but out maybe there. there's just a lot of really young people in the, uh, in the PR and marketing department who don't even think, they, they just think OJ's orange juice. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't alive when that event happened. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, we, we can give them a pass too, I suppose. Oh, I don't know. Fair. That's fair. One of, one of the reasons I knew it was time to retire from teaching is when the students weren't alive for 9-11 and I was like, oh, I've gotten much older. Wow. And I taught middle school, so they weren't like kindergartners. Oh like this was, these were like twelve and thirteen year olds, and I was like, they don't know what we're talking about. Ancient history, weird. That's crazy. Speaking crazy. of ancient history, the Wranglers getting updates. It's not that ancient. <laughs> Lynn can comment on the Wrangler. <laughs> what's it? What's it getting? I'm. Uh, basically the same thing that every manufacturer tries to do, which is lower trims, get higher trim things standard now. Oh. Like technology. It's called technology pack. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be like the, you know, Apple CarPlay and the safety features and all that kind of stuff. Bigger screen on the, on the base level on the sport or sport S. Um, What's the difference between select track and command track? Um, Command track is two wheel drive and then you can select four and four low. And I think um, select track is full time four high with a four low option. Maybe. Sure. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I had an 04 Wrangler. It had two H four H four L that was it. Like, and I pulled the lever. Like it was. Yeah. That's all you need. I knew what I was doing. It, it, things are a little, <laughs> a little different on these new trucks. Yeah. yeah, you can get a forward-facing camera. Oh. Is that has that not been a part of anything so far? The forward-facing camera, just Gladiator. Really? Yeah, I, I've I've used it on the Gladiator. Um, it also has like a windshield wiper on it, so you can like clean it off. It has like really, yeah. That's amazing. Scraping and like a wiper, so you can clean the dirt off. Does it have like a tiny little like rubber blade that goes? <laughs> Like the headlights on old Bombos. Yeah, and then I tried to video it because I I just took a Gladiator out to um out to Moab and went down into the maze. It was actually oh that's amazing, amazing. That's amazing. Amazing, and um and yeah, we used it. Um, I mean, it worked fine. Is it is it a wiper arm or like the jet of something? No, like... it's the jet. It's like okay. a like uh, a oh, oh, oh. like that, and um, <laughs> I tried to. I tried to shoot it with a camera and it just didn't really read. Um, but you know, those cameras, I mean, they're not, they're not there yet for me. 
it's higher up than I expected it to be yeah. on the front. Yeah, it's up there. Like I'm still gonna get out and look at what I'm driving over if I oh, yeah. don't know. Like I'm not gonna trust like like a front camera. So <laughs> I think we both had different thoughts at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> you go ahead. So the, the only experience I've had with a camera like this was on an F-150, but it was on like Ford's Proving Grounds and, it, and they, they used it to show a steep incline and the ability to then to know like if you can't see over the hood to see what's at the top of the incline, this camera could provide you with some part of the fun visual to know where you're going. Ross is right. just like, just wreck it, man. So I mean, it makes it I challenging. Liked, I liked the the controlled instance that I participated with it. I liked it a lot because literally on the incline, it was steep and I couldn't see anything and I was mm -hmm. driving their vehicle. So if it was my vehicle, yeah, I'd want that too. But this. So to that end, how do you feel about hill descent control? No vehicle. I was about to say no vehicle I own has it, but I do have a forerunner that has it. So. Yeah, it, it didn't work very well on my on the fourth gen forerunner. On the fifth gen, it was a lot better. On the fourth gen, it, it was kind of not great. I have it on a fourth gen too, so that's probably not great. It seems odd to me because I feel like the people who would trust it to work don't want to use it, and the right. people who need it would never trust it to work. Or just probably shouldn't be in this off-road situation in which they're relying on it in the first place. Right. Hill right. descent like, control to me is four low and first gear. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's one of those weird things, but yeah. you know. Yeah. I don't know. My only issue with the, the camera is if you're in a situation where you actually need to like rely on that, the camera gives you a view of what's ahead of you, but it doesn't really give you like, frame of reference or a reference point of where the vehicle is in relation to it. It's just, okay, this is right below me and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. That, like I said, the resolution or like the depth perception in it needs, to, it just, the tech needs to get a little bit better for me. Mm -hmm. A spotter is always going to be better than. Always, yeah. right? Like eyeball. Yeah. yeah. Always. Eyeballs and actually being able to. <laughs> that's right. And gestures that can be seen too. Yeah. yeah. And that most of the time are listened to, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. So but, man, we have all kinds of updates today. We have four. Yeah, we have four on our updates too. Which I don't know. What are, doing, what? what are they doing to the forerunner? You guys know more than I do. What are they doing to the forerunner? <laughs> you had an for article to write today. We did not. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I was busy. <laughs> um, forerunner gets minor updates. So LED headlights and fog lights on all of the models. Uh, okay. The TRD Pro has new wheels, which look exactly like the outgoing wheels, but are apparently stronger, uh, like they say, quote unquote, more rigid and have a deeper dish. Which so they, they, like they look almost the same. The alloy? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, this is quoting them. Um, <laughs> and then they retune the shocks. And the coolest thing is, uh, the coolest update is only just the name of the color that... Yeah is being brought up so they got rid of army green because it's apparently like that one year only you know uh, special color oh, yeah and the new color is called lunar rock which is a cool name that is cool it's a nice gray yeah it's weird it's um, it's got a it's kind of a little bit of a green tinge to it but it's a nice gray yeah it'll be cool to see i hope it like shifts a little bit as you change the light the, the only problem with it is it's also available 
and the RAV4 yeah. TRD off-road. So you have to share um, your special color with the RAV4. Yeah. And all the other TRD pros. And the Sequoia and uh, the Tundra. <laughs> and they, the kept the, they kept the FJ roof rack, which is needless. So there's that. I, I saw... Love you, uh, Toyota. Don't hate me. <laughs> does the TRD Camry come in that color too? Oh God. Oh man. Okay. I kind of like the TRD Camry. I've, I've seen them on the street, and I'm actually like, whoa. Yeah, the black roof and like, it it doesn't look completely like a front drive nothing yeah. car anymore. Like, the proportions got a little better. I don't know. I'm I'm not really ashamed to say it. Camrys look good. What do you? There's no shame in that. <laughs> Yeah, the TRD looks kind of kind of cool. They all it have is, like it's got some dope stuff on it. I'll yeah. say that. Well, isn't it? It's over three hundred horsepower, isn't it? I don't know what the horsepower is. On sure, there. I think the V six is like right around there. Oh, stupid! I had it already. Why did I hit another button? <laughs> three hundred and one. Wow. Oh, yeah. For a car that's... that only weighs thirty five hundred pounds, like that's. That's good. Like that is more powerful than probably eighty-five to ninety percent of the vehicles I've ever owned. <laughs> it's a Camry. <laughs> more powerful than any of the vehicles I own. So there it's, you go. <laughs> I only beat it with the five-seven and the Sequoia. The V8 Forerunner makes thirty less horsepower. When it was new, it's now fifteen years old. So probably not making two seventy anymore. No. That's kind of sad. <laughs> a Camry destroys the four. That's okay. Technology our, moves on. Our entire fleet takes them all out. Seriously. Yeah. So except I have my, no personal, except for what, Chris? Except, except for say, except well, the um, Sequoia, which will smoke it. Yeah. Yeah. The Sequoia is like 381, but even that's 12 years old now. Um, yes. You did not add any. Uh, I have literally updates. nothing to report on my own personal development project and, update front. So. I crammed. So we have we have family that live uh, west of Vail. And so we decided to take this longer weekend and go see some of them. And um, we, cr we left Friday and were there Saturday, Sunday, Monday and came back Tuesday. So like not re we probably needed to do one more day there for the full day of driving, the full day of driving. Four days probably would have made it seem a little more relaxing. Um, it's a lot but, of driving to turn around. Yeah. yeah, it was the the first time that we've had the Sequoia out longer for um, like a long road trip. And with so Lynn, I have four kids. My oldest is 12. My youngest just turned two. So busy. Yeah, it, it's all right. Uh, pan, pandemic has slowed down the extracurriculars a little bit. So it's <laughs> really and we've got to have a lot of time with them, which that's awesome. From what I've heard from people who don't have kids, they're like, how could you do that? And I was like, no, no, it's fantastic. They distract each other. You actually get more alone time. Like, because they're all here to bug each other. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people who just have one kid and they're not as happy. Oh, no, they're oh, doomed. God. Like, that kid's going to be kind like of mom, 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 mom. <laughs> they're doomed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's Glucker right now. <laughs> so yeah. he just cracks, cracks another beer and goes for it. <laughs> right. But, he just puts her in the car in the reviews, which is hilarious. So that's true. And Sloan is probably the one going and getting him the beers anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> that that does add up. She's old enough now and smart enough that she could definitely handle that. Right. He, yeah. Your dad. Uh, right. So 
I tried to get a cargo carrier for it. Like I literally, so we knew this trip was coming early July. I started ordering stuff in like mid-May. The first one that showed up had a giant crack in it. The second one didn't even get delivered to me. It was damaged on the way. And so I had to go with uh, just like what I had around. And my dad had a, a hitch basket that he had used previously for Colorado trips. And so it had a, a waterproof bag that like has these, I don't, I don't know if they're like pins, but like you put it through the hole and then it would turn it wide. And then the bag itself would like pull taut. And so it, oh, so it fills up the width of the basket. It, it fills up the whole basket. And then the baby stroller was the perfect width. Um, we have a, a it's kind of like an off-road stroller. So but you take the wheels off it and the stroller oh itself was the same width as the basket. So even that helped more with holding the bag, the, the whole width of it. So I filled that with all kinds of crap um, that comes with like baby stroller, baby ba hiking backpack. And I'd imagine uh, the, the potty because the two-year-old is, is uh, potty training. Uh, and I didn't want that in the car. So it was much better uh, back there. But then like baseball gloves, shoes, like all the random crap that ends up inside the vehicle. I just kept it all out there in that bag. Um, just and just trash like, roo for the back. Exactly. <laughs> but this is like, it, I just treated it like a trash roo, but like that can have a stroller. <laughs> like trash roos are normally kind of smaller. Um, oh, that would be so funny. Yeah. <laughs> just full of diapers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Those go in actual trash cans. Uh, those don't, mm, that's just mean to people. Uh, <laughs> so we had so much, because of that, I, I didn't have to pack like the back all the way to the top. Um, I had, we packed kind of light for only three days, but like I had our bags in the back and I had her, um, she sleeps in a pack and play when we, when we travel. So like I had that in the cab because just in case the bag got wet out back, I didn't want where she sleeps to get wet. <laughs> uh, right. So I kept that inside, but I was able to do it in a way that like I could still see out the back. Mostly everybody had leg room. Like nobody was like completely, uh, had stuff on top of them, which we've, we've done that trip before. Last year we did it with a 2013 Highlander and that trip was miserable oh, yeah. for some of the people in the back. Not the size. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was, it was the first year that we'd had four kids. And so like we had to learn from that experience to go bigger. There you um, go. But the five, seven V eight and the six B transmission were amazing on the highway. Um, we did not get great gas mileage because it's a yeah. thirsty V8, but I've, I've driven a 2003 Yukon XL back and forth to Colorado like 10 times. Like, and that had the 6.0 in it. Mm -hmm. And it was since 2003. But like every time you'd ask that truck to get up on the highway, I think it only had a four or five speed transmission. It was not. Or L60. Yeah, it was oh, not thrilled with getting up on the highway. Like even, even downhill in the in the the midwest heat because we always take these trips when it's as hot as possible here so when we get out there it's ac on full west yeah. yeah um that yukon xl hated every every trip out there and back and to the point where i was replacing water pumps like every time we got back like how many miles were on this truck uh by the end 248 okay that explains everything and i think i got like two i think i did I know I did two water pumps and a mechanic and I did one myself. Um, the Jeez. last one I did myself, but like, I don't know if it was the altitude or what was getting to that truck <laughs> and that engine, but um, this Sequoia is at 183,000 miles and never 
Like, you know, that when you, <laughs> on a hot day, when you hear a truck moving and you can hear, almost hear the intake noise of the fan and mm-hmm. like, it never made any noise that was loud enough to notice, like until you got to like 4,000 RPMs kind of thing. Like it was, it spent the day a little over 2000 RPMs, 90 degree heat both ways and just didn't care. Can't be that. It was fantastic for, and so driving it, like I have noticed a lot more Sequoias cause I'm in one now and I'm like, man, people are buying these like crazy. And then you remember they literally haven't changed the body style for 12 years. <laughs> it's like a it's, Morgan. Yeah. You're like, man, Morgans are everywhere. It's the same car for 60 years. Like, yeah. it's, it's the stuff. Nissan Xterra model. That's right. Yeah. And it's just like, I've got enough research in me now that I'm like, all right, I kind of know like that one's newer than 2012 based on the headlights. <laughs> But you can't. I have to say that's such a fun exercise. Like I try and do that with Porsches all the time. I'm like, oh, it has a this and a this. That's a that. Or trying you see, to do it with like G wagons. I'm like, oh, what's my indicator? What's like the one uh, indicator of the new gen mm-hmm. G wagon? The rounded doors. Like, mm-hmm. is that I'm what like, it is? Oh, now? that's the new one. I mean, that's the one I look at. Like on Jeeps, it's like the new grill. Like right, right. The, the headlights. Yeah. That's a, I love that game. Yep. You see so, Porsches enough to actually play that game. Oh, they're like, <laughs> yeah. They're Wait, like, they're you like, you do too. Like, You're in Connecticut. Like all here. I, yeah. I only see them when I go to Greenwich, which is once every three months. Oh, Otherwise, I'm, I'm in the, the county in Kansas that no one knows about. And unless you're like super wealthy. Yeah. So we have them all the time here. Yeah. But everyone like, thinks we're flyover. So I'm like, it's okay. Keep flying over. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, the Sequoia was a freaking champ. And of course, awesome. I'm going to talk about it. And now something will happen to it because no, that's how no, the world no. works. No, you'll be fine. Good mojo with that. Oh, freaking. I, I literally, when we pulled in the driveway last night, I got everything out of it and I walked over to it and I patted it and I thanked it because. That's so cute. I don't, I don't. I don't fully believe in that stuff, but like it felt like it had done a job and it deserved a reward. So you got to wash it now, wash it and change the oil. I did that today uh, because four kids in a truck for multiple days. I can't, I, can't, I really can't imagine. I just there was, really can't. There was at least half a bag of Cheetos, part of a bag of Funyuns, definitely some Tostitos scoops that I don't even know where they found them, but were opened and eaten. Um, none of the fruit that was in it to come back was dropped anywhere because they didn't open those containers. I was say, because they <laughs> ate all the snacks instead. Can I, yeah. can, I go, can I come over and go grocery shopping in your Sequoia, please? Right? Sure. Yeah. Probably like as much leftovers as there I was, have in my pantry. There were definitely some blue gummy sharks and some gummy dinosaurs. That my, I, call them, I call them Kid 3.0 when I talk about them on the internet or anywhere. I, I number my children for public distribution, but... Uh, 3.0 left stuff <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> like Chris, Chris, you're not really selling the go have kids thing. Yeah, no, man. I, and this okay. isn't helping. <laughs> There's seven billion people in the room. You do not need to do more, more oh. kids. Like I'm not. I'm the example of what not to do. <laughs> okay. Good. Uh, I love all of them. I'm not getting rid of no, any of them. But oh, oh man. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. The the amount that I carried or strollered kids over the weekend. Yeah, I'm definitely in team not doing that. <laughs> nice. Uh, luckily the hikes were short. 
So fortunately the hikes were short. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about your 87 Montero because it's way better than my new Sequoia. N- new to me Sequoia. I don't know. I mean, my, my Montero has the same reaction to the highway that your uh, Yukon did. <laughs> Please no. But that makes sense for a truck built in 1987 or 86. Yeah, and like with that wheelbase. 106 horsepower or whatever. It was. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, listen, I, you know, that's such a great little, a great little truck. And, um, I, I don't know about you guys, but when I was in high school, like I, there were so many cars that I wanted. It was almost ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. every day I felt like it was something else. Like, man, when the Suzuki Samurai came out, that came out when I was a senior in high school or kind of right, like around there. And I was like, Oh, I really love that. Cause I had, had been in love with the CJ five and cj6 and or cj7 and i just i i so loved just that like that idea of like going off-roading and being able to like wind through your hair and and all that kind of stuff and um you know the next week it would be like a <laughs> yeah, like a subaru xt you know like like a weird wedgy thing that was like oh my nobody's God, thought about like, them since <laughs> oh i have oh my gosh the, the xt really adult, i'm like oh what um, but you know, I, so I kind of feel like buying cars for me is really hard because I've always traditionally just had one car and I'm like, Oh, I like the bit of this and I like a bit of this, but mm-hmm. I like that, that part off that one and that, and that design off that thing. Um, but you know, since kind of getting more into cars and realizing like, no, it's okay to have more than one car. Like <laughs> the first one that I bought the kind of, that was sort of, let's call it a vanity car. Cause it's like not something you actually need. It's just more of a want, um, was a little, uh, 66 Datsun Roadster. And, um, I thought, okay, that checks off the cute little convertible box. And then I, I just kept thinking about like other cars that I wanted and I've always loved those boxy off-roaders. So, so, you know, the old, like the old two-door G-Wagons high mm-hmm. up on yes. my list, like the, um, like the, 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 the discoveries that were just like yep. those boxy square, like amazing things and like utilitarian and purposeful. Like, yeah. 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 Farm vehicles, <laughs> like, you know, just stuff like that. And, and of course the Montero was always like, Oh, it's just kind of the poor man's version of all of that, which is definitely something more that I can afford. And, um, I was just walking around my neighborhood and this is probably a year after I'd bought the Dauphin and lo and behold, there's this two door, you know, Montero that's just sort of like baking in the sun in the San Fernando Valley in some dudes like, driveway that's kind of off like a main street but it was right where I used to walk and I was like oh my gosh it's so it's the perfect color it was navy and that's was I love that I navy blue is my favorite color and I was like oh my gosh this is so adorable and then of course one day like a for sale sign goes up in the window and I'm like I can't buy another car I just bought one like this is nuts I live in an apartment building where am I going to keep it mm-hmm. and months goes by three months and this the sign starts sagging in the windshield and it's just like, you can't even read it anymore. Cause it's like the sun is just like completely faded it out. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to call the guy and just see like what the thing and is. That was the toe in the pool that you like, if you fell, 
Seriously, two days later, it was my car. Oh, it was a, it was not a tow, and it was just like I'm just gonna jump in head first. And but you know this guy, it turns out it's so funny because it was parked next to another car that was that's covered up. Um, and I was always I always wonder what's under there. Like that looks amazing. And I asked the 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 dude, and he's like, oh, he's like that's a 250 SL that. Um, that belonged to Hugh Hefner. <laughs> he lost oh my it. God. He lost it in a poker game. <laughs> what? And I'm just like, wait, what are you? That what? happens? <laughs> like that's real? It happened. He lost money. He didn't have the money. So we just left the car there and left the keys. And I was just like, oh my gosh. So anyway, so I can't afford that one, obviously. So the Montero was definitely more my jam. <laughs> and um you know it needed it needed a little bit of stuff but i you know i ended up getting it for 2400 bucks and um i know it's so stupid <clears throat> I, I feel i kind of almost feel bad but um it did, <laughs> it did need some work for sure um you know what the bearings were messed up mm. it needed control it needed a new control arm and um on the the passenger pretty minor side. yeah um so there were you know definitely like the tires were basically dust um, so it, it definitely needed some work, but, uh, man, the interior was like pristine. Amazing. See, if the interior is nice, like it, you can deal with some stuff on the outside. Yeah. The interior is oh really my God. nice. Yeah. The interior is just pristine. I mean, the inclinometer, like it still works this way, but it doesn't work this way because it doesn't have the liquid in it anymore. But, <laughs> no tilt? But it, it won't. Yeah. So it doesn't, it doesn't show you the tilt. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, you know, I actually, I took it to the guys over at McGuire's and they cleaned up the paint that so like, I, I mean, it was so remarkable what they did with it. I just, I couldn't believe it, but the roof and the hood were just way too damaged. So I just had those painted and the, my body shop guy, like he did such a great job and matched the paint. So it, it looks amazing. And it's, nice. and it's such a little mountain goat. I mean, that thing, like I took it on the white rim trail um, in um, in Moab, oh. which was, I mean, it absolutely had no problem and was so comfortable. Like it was ridiculous. That is amazing. So that trip, actually, it's super funny because that's another, you know, Aaron Robinson, like Haggerty brain, tr brain <laughs> trust. Um, I bought my car and then another buddy of his who also works for Haggerty is like, oh, I just bought an 87 for, you know, first gen um, forerunner. And so, like, me and Logan are talking about our trucks, and uh, and Aaron's like, well, I'm left out now. Like, what the heck? Like, I want one. And so he bought an 87 Samurai. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> we took, then, we're, then he's like, well, we have to do a story about these now. And so we just, um, I actually have the magazine. I sh I'm going to walk over and get the magazine so I can show you guys. <laughs> I, so I think thought, I like, just found the Instagram post. Did you? So <laughs> yeah. We, had to, we of course we had to go to Moab and drive these three little things in. Uh, that sounds in, in the middle. amazing. Yeah, and it was absolutely. I mean, it was absolutely spectacular. And of course, these are just like these tiny little these tiny little machines. But man, they I look mean, so great. Yeah. Can you send that? Can you share that link so yeah. I can? It's it. It, uh, so this is exactly. It looks like old school press oh photos. Oh my! Yeah, it looks like 1990. Right? Yeah. I mean, amazing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's just that. That kind of. 
the purchase spawned that that trip and um man that alone was worth it oh no i need so, one yeah. oh, no. yes you need one it's not a want it's a need it's a need for sure um oh my god but yeah I, you know, listen, like I said, you're going up a hill. It's funny because, you know, Emmy Hall just got her off-road Miata. Oh, yeah, we talked <laughs> about that. Me. It's so awesome. Oh, my God, I love it. So she she, had- it was down here, and she came to she came for to pick it up, and um, I went out with her and her rebel navigator, um, Rebecca Donaghy, and we went up just to Hungry Valley. And you know, I you know we're in Southern California, and and there's there's a hill to get up into the, into the Hungry Valley. You've got to go over some mountains, and she, my car is just like, <laughs> I mean, chugging away, like trying to get up this grade, and she's just like, man, that thing is slow, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. She's like, there's a Prius going faster than you, and I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah, Sorry, Prius I think is we cheating. got past. We got passed by a spark car and she was like horrified, (laughs) but it was fun. That's pretty funny. Yeah. I think she just got the uh, Miata re-geared. She did. She she did. And um, spoiler alert, we're actually taking that with that Nissan Pro 4X to Johnson Valley this weekend. (laughs) Oh boy. Uh, We will have to pay attention for those posts. Yeah. Oh man. Very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. She just had the, she just had like the rear, like the rear differential redone or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I saw that. I saw her video on Instagram of her, like literally, I think she was driving it away from the shop. And as she was accelerating, she was just going, ah, cause it was <laughs> so much quicker than it was before. I think. Sounds about right. I think less slow is the appropriate terminology. Sure. Yes. <laughs> yes. As a Miata quicker. owner, as a Miata owner there, it, no, you start it less slow. Yes. It, it quicker takes a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I have no regrets about the, uh, about the Montero purchase. And you know, there's a really robust community, especially here in Southern California. Um, so it's actually, it's yeah. really, it's Jeff really was telling us about that exciting. Too. Yeah. I've never, I, I'm always like, I go onto the Facebook group page and, and it's inevitably like on a Monday or Tuesday and everyone's posting pictures from the cool, like Montero meet that was over the weekend. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I missed that. All right. Sorry. Oh, well, Maybe next time. So every time Montero's come up, I bring up my local Craigslist because, you know, Northeast is like everything just rots into the earth. And I just went to open the Craigslist tab that I had open and the XL7 page that was open almost froze my computer. So, uh, <laughs> that sounds even, it even, it even is upsetting to your browser. <laughs> Seriously, it's like, don't do that. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, now yeah. we have to give people the con- do we have to give people the context about the XL7? No, I'll, I'll have left all that in. That that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha. That was way oh, too much no. fun talking about that beforehand. Yes. So, third gen Monteros. What's the deal? Like, I don't really third understand. Gen? Yeah, as in like two thousand, like the two thousand. I guess until they stopped building them. Is that really more like the Montero Sport? The smaller oh. one. No, the one, the bulbous one, the one that looks like it was overinflated. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't really know much about those. I'm so first gen because I just like, I love those, like, those angles that look like a guy designed it with a T-square. Right. So third gen would be 99 to 06, Ross. 
06, they built it until 2006. So there's still only one first gen Montero on my local Craigslist. And oh, yeah. It's so cheap, but it's also so broken. <laughs> <laughs> I'll share it in the chat. Up. I mean, they honestly, they come up quite often. Yeah. And oh, it's there. also. <laughs> It's also something that like, if you got a little, if you expanded your circle a little more, that would be something that'd be pretty fun to grab and go back or grab, drive oh, somewhere yeah. else. I love that gold color. It's so good. This thing's so shot though. Yeah. Look at the front end of that. It's just a pop mess. They drove oh. it into a couple trees and then put that, that cow bumper on. <laughs> Seriously. Stuck in gear. <laughs> What's that chicken wire grill substitution too? Like what? Yeah. Uh, and the inside looks like like rodents live in it. It also has the um, the New York license plate that is that's been out of production. They stopped making those plates like <laughs> two generations ago. ago. Yeah, you yes. can do better. Than, you can do better than that. Yeah. Anyways, moving on. I feel like you need moving to change on. to like Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, Phoenix, Vegas is another really good place to find cars. Like on on uh on the craigslist um it's actually cool the guy that i bought it from um he was a makeup artist you know back in the 70s and 80s and, and 90s and he uh he he also had a, he had a home in mexico and he would drive the um the montero back and forth from his home in mexico to up uh, to his home here in southern california and he just had you know was having some health issues and just really couldn't maintain the car anymore so He's like, look, I really want it to go to someone who will love this, love this mm -hmm. car. And it's funny because like two days later or a day later, the guy called me back and he's like, oh, he was selling it for his friend. He's like, you're lucky that you got it because these two other guys came by like asking about it and they were going to offer me double. And I'm like, oh shit. The first one's name was <laughs> Jeff. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> Glucker. Does that sound familiar? Uh, um, Jeff looked at a number of them, and I'm pretty sure that scenario happened to him a number of times. So oh, yeah. there is a chance. It's weird. No, so I'm weird. sure. But I'm sure those guys like were just kind of wanting to flip it maybe. And, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that with the article in Haggerty magazine, <laughs> nice. it, will, uh, it will up the value of my car. Well, now, now it has provenance. I doubt it. But it's actually a very well-written piece, and it was a lot of fun to participate in. And everybody, I mean, we were all, like, really stoked that our cars actually made it. <laughs> That's the better part, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Come out unscathed. Without incident. It was pretty, yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> Without incident. I think people underestimate how well just, like, a standard, you know, not even like remotely like overbuilt or anything, just a stock truck with good tires can do. Yeah. And it's not, you know, 5,000 pounds. Yeah, exactly. See, I was, I was following along with all of that until you get to the poundage number. And then, um, cause I, I, so I didn't talk about this in my personal update. I was supposed to go to Iceland in the fall with my dad and uh, he doesn't want to fly during a pandemic. And I don't blame him for that at all. Yeah. And so Iceland has been postponed and, but we're, I think we're going to pivot towards like the North rim of the Grand Canyon. And so I think we're going to use the Sequoia to tow a camper trailer, hopefully, and just go chill in the middle of nowhere. Yes. So hopefully right. my 
Sounds good. Regular stock truck is capable enough. And I think it should be for, we'll just stick to the more. Drive, drive by Moab and see the XL7. That <laughs> kind of is on the way for our, yeah, well, yeah. it depends on if we go visit Mark at Bean Trailers in Salt Lake City to get a trailer. So uh, there then you go. that's the up and then the down to Grand Canyon. I don't know. It's so early stages of planning. It's not. Nothing's. That's fun. That's going to be great. Speaking of planning ahead, yeah. You, don't you have a rally coming up? Good segue. That's an excellent segue. I love it. <laughs> um, I do have a rally coming up. Um, plans for the 2020 Rebel are still moving forward. And um, Emily Miller, who is the, uh, the amazing creator of that event, is out. Um, you know, they're setting the course sort of right now. Um, mm -hmm. The great thing about it, even in our, you know, current global situation is, is that it's not a spectator event. Um, it's very, uh, it's very kind of self-contained and, um, you know, we don't know all the details yet, but we've definitely heard as competitors that they are going to be adding extra measures for the, you know, distancing mm -hmm. and for, you know, health health concerns or issues and it's definitely you know going to be part of our we all we all have to bring a doctor's note anyway so that's <laughs> part of our you know it's like art like are you capable of actually like doing the you know performing the tasks that are you know so obviously it's for indemnifying right. them but um yeah when we no had problem. emmy and rebecca on they talked about rebecca hopping out and running up mountains at times <laughs> or sand dunes not just, not just mountains oldsmobile hill in glamis oh like, god there's a there's a difference between a, a mountain that's literally like moving out from under you and exactly and fucking it. massive too massive but i gotta tell you um that's one of the most iconic photos that i've ever seen of the rebel and so like it got them a lot of mileage mm -hmm. good yeah yeah um, so yeah, so we have that coming up in October and, um, we're really, really excited. Um, my navigator and I just, we kind of just locked in and found out that we are again, going to be driving for Nissan. We're really Very cool. actually looking forward to that. Um, we're not disclosing yet what we're driving. It's a little <laughs> bit of a secret, uh, um, but it's actually <laughs> cool. And, um, there's some stuff going on uh, that we're really excited about. And when we're able to announce, um, we're really kind of looking forward to, to being able to announce. But yeah, it's, uh, it's great. This is the fifth year of the event. Um, wow. Surprisingly, Nissan is the only manufacturer who's participated all five years. Really? Um, so uh, yeah, we really definitely appreciated their, um, <laughs> their dedication to the, um, to the event and to, to women in uh, you know not just driving but in in motorsports and um, so yeah it's 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 pretty uh, it's pretty cool thing to be a part of. How how modified was the Armada that you guys used last year? That was my question. Because yeah. it, it doesn't look like any Armada I've seen before. It's it not so not. much an Armada. It was not. Yeah, it's more of like a moving fortress. Um, so <laughs> we had a three-inch lift on it. Um, we had 33-inch um, Nitto uh, Ridge Grapplers, which were fantastic. Um, for good things. I, I didn't get one flat with those tires. Those tires, man, and I've run on, I've run, I've done a lot of stuff on on Nittos, and I just 
I can't say enough good things about them. I, I really love those tires. Um, we had, they did, they kind of like goosed the engine a little bit. So we had a full, like <laughs> we had a full 300 horsepower in that. I mean, I think now mm -hmm. it's probably around like 290, I think is, this is sort of stock. Mm -hmm. um, but you, you guys uh, had the race map. We, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, you know, and it's funny because we had light bars and we had all kinds of stuff, but you know, really the, your, your suspension, your tires, um, that really is sort of the crucial thing in that, uh, in that event. Um, hopefully you're not out late at night. And so you need those, um, you don't need the light bars. You've read emergencies only, right. hopefully. And the funny thing is, is like, there were a couple, if you look at some of the pictures later in the competition, like there are various lights that are missing off of the, yeah. <laughs> there's one missing off the roof and there's one missing off of the, the front bumper. And so like, we would be out there like kind of gathering our, our little breadcrumb bits from that kind of fell off. Um, but honestly, it was, it was really great. I mean, it was super comfortable. Like, I mean, but it's like driving a barge. Yeah, yeah. It's really yeah, big, big trucks. Huge, big trucks. Super huge. We had two spares on it. So, I mean, it was really heavy. That thing is already pretty heavy, but we were probably running like, I don't know, over 6,000 pounds. Oh, that's a lot of weight. A ton of weight, especially when you're in the sand. A lot of weight um, in the sand. Oh my God. A lot of weight in the sand. But the V8, man, I mean, honestly, like it did really well. Does it does it almost become like a momentum vehicle at that point? Because it is so heavy, like yeah, I mean, I think so. You really have to pick your line. I mean, you really have to be super selective, and that's kind of what we did. I mean, we we were very careful. Um, you know, I'm not a I'm not a super cavalier driver anyway. I'm not that like, well, I bet I can do that. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, I can do this over here. Well, I'm probably going to take that line because I know that I'm not going to screw anything up. Hopefully, those are um, my Jeep days right there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Oh, there's but, a cut around. Uh, oh, I'm taking that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, listen, I, the only thing you have to prove is that I don't want to die. Like that's <laughs> right. And, um, you know, there really was, important. There was a, there was a vehicle out there that, that, uh, that rolled over and I, you know, we just didn't want to be, we just, we didn't want to be that kind of a statistic. So, you know, the good thing about the way that that, that whole event is set up though, is you have a full week in your vehicle before you get to Glamis, which is a game changer mm -hmm. in that event. I mean, we went from, we, we jumped up, I think an entire spot. We went from seventh place, maybe even eighth place up to sixth place because we had such a killer day in the sand dunes <laughs> um, last year. And I think we ran fourth for the day, for the entire day. So we had a great day, but I had spent an entire week with that truck, really getting the feel of the throttle, really getting the feel mm. of, of the gearing and, and what I needed to do in order to get it where I needed it to be. And um, it all just kind of worked out really, really perfectly. I feel like in the sand and with that much weight, like the just spending time getting used to weight transfer and where yeah. it saddles. So a week's time is good. Have they said anything uh, about like a two week or a week long quarantine with your co-pilot before the start? Or is that uh, just assumed? I would, you know, for me, I mean, that's that I think I feel like that's pretty assumed. Um, 
you know, my, my navigator is a, uh, she's a preschool teacher, so mm -hmm. she's not working. She's not going to be working. And, you know, she has two kids who are like young kids. So she really, um, has, you know, kind of stayed at home and I'm just, I'm a single person and I don't have a big, you know, family running around. So for me, I'm just home writing. And right. um, so I think your propensity anyway has been to just kind of be on our own, but um, I would have no problem being around her, you know, mm. listen, I mean, we already have to wear a helmet. I'm not wearing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Sorry. We, we've been doing little league all summer and we just got an email this week. They were like, they want the coaches to wear masks for little league. And I was like, we're outside. Like, yeah. There's that. And there's mm. that part of it too is the, you mm. know, yeah, small, bit. small price for safety. Like they're sharing yeah. catcher's gear. Everyone in math. Yeah. Mask underneath the mask. Like that sweet like visor that just comes down like your like oh. salad bar sneeze guard. Yeah. yeah. Halloween. The best was they were like, yeah, we're, we're going to make you guys wear masks, but we're going to keep the umpire behind the catcher. I was like, how's that? Spray, space oh. him out. <laughs> but he's got to be wearing a mask too, I'm no, sure. No, no mask. So, but, right. but now... They did rethink it. He's going back out behind the pitcher's mound. Oh, that's good. So, which helps because it's third grade baseball and nobody can really throw an accurate strike either way. That's so right. we actually need a little wiggle room. That's right. It was Toto Wolf. That's I was trying to remember who it was that was oh, wearing the face the mask. shield. Yeah, <laughs> full face shield, right? Full, full, full. Everybody like, else is just masked up, and he's but it doesn't there like. Isn't part of the mask like? Toto Wolf doesn't mess around. <laughs> Seriously. I thought the mask was like to prevent <laughs> you from going out, but also to prevent you from possibly inhaling stuff through the fabric it, as well. It, it, it is. Um, so yeah. his, his mask was working to prevent him from sneezing or coughing it out, but it was not. Uh, they know how to win races. Yeah. They, they, well. That's right. The best are nothing. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> If you ain't first, you're last. We've been did, it yeah. have a, did it have a Mercedes logo on it? Like, and was it an AMG mask? And it's lit up. It's the Mercedes emblem with the light up logo. Oh, the light up. Oh, it's God. not just the mask. This is the AMG of masks. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Every boy. time I see the light up logo, I just I cringe. Somebody no. just spent a lot of money for no reason. Yeah. Cringe. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're we're definitely anticipating that all of those kinds of uh, of safety safety elements will be covered. Mm -hmm. Sweet. They're so. already yeah. pretty diligent about it. And about safety. Yeah. About safety. Yeah. I mean, the crew that they have there is absolutely amazing. Um, so, yeah. So I, I have a question. Like, how, how did you meet your co-driver and how, because the orienteering side of it is the part of the rally that is terrifying to me. So, how, oh. how, how do these individuals exist? <laughs> Listen, that's the part of the whole thing that wins the thing. Right. Yeah. That's the part that's like, the scariest to me. <laughs> right. You don't need me. Like you could get, my mom could do the driving, like, you know, which it's not necessarily the case, but, um, <laughs> yeah, the thing about, about the rebel to me is really it's won or lost with your navigator and the skill of your navigator. And the other part of it is like, you can be really great, like plotting points on a map and doing that at your kitchen table. But until you get out into the world and you're looking at the, at the, the topo lines on your map and you're literally seeing what's on here out there, 
that is the skill to me is being able to translate those those mm -hmm. things. Um, my teammate, her name is Sedona, and um, she started. She did. She's a hundred percent rebel, so that means she's done every single year. Um, wow. Just like Emmy and and Rebecca, and Rebecca has a lot of experience with um, with sailing navigation and that's that what she said awesome. yeah like really i mean super super it helps tough. i'm sure it helps sedona sedona was a mom and like her husband is super outdoorsy and they did a lot of stuff but he would do most of the driving and she just kind of knew that she liked it um but she came into it with little or no experience and she kind of oh, took a class learned how to do navigation and you know listen when you come into it at that skill level like you're not expecting to win you're just expecting to finish and like right. that in in itself is just a huge accomplishment um but man by the third year that was when i met her in 2017 was the first time that i did the rebel and um i had a super tough time my you know my navigator and i just we just did not really click and connect and there was a lot of um a lot of really kind of tough personal stuff that went on inside the jeep it was uh it was intense and um but i met i met she i met uh, sedona and her her navigator at that point leah and they were just like the night like such sweet kind people who were just lovely just the people you want to hang out with and so the next year in 2018 when I just went and covered it um, as a journalist uh, their their team Wild Grace was one of the teams that I covered I was looking for stock vehicles mostly because mm -hmm. as working for Kelly Blue Book that was what was of interest to us right and so I covered the team that did it in the um, the Honda Ridgeline, I think, the Honda Ridgeline, and then the, um, and the Armada. And of course, the Armada that they drove that, that year was totally stock. Huh. Oh my Both God. Stock Armada. Yeah, which honestly, like very, a little more challenging because that air suspension just was not. Doesn't hardy. cooperate. Yeah. It was not hardy enough. I think they blew their rear bags like Ooh, on day, day three. Oh. and but you know was what even like stock tires he's like fully stock stock like even no, showroom have, tires so in order to be in the bone stock designation you can't change anything except tires okay, so they okay. did have better tires on there than that. that's like that's yeah the only thing, you know emmy did it in the cullinan but that's just because she's crazy Right, and because I think she said they couldn't find tires, they ended up getting like snow and tires. Did with like the hub, like the like yeah. the, the Rolls Royce, yeah. So <laughs> she was on snow tires, which is just nuts. But um, yeah, even with their even with their compromised suspension, um, Sedona and her teammate Leah finished eleventh in the field, wow. which I thought was unbelievably <laughs> impressive. A field of over forty cars, and um, with failed suspension. Yeah, with no rear suspension, that's pretty no, pretty solid. Like, oh my gosh, you guys, like what's going on? Um, <laughs> the back and, is tired. <laughs> exactly. And so I interviewed her and, um, you know, we saw each other at, at Overland Expo, probably in May, I guess May of, the, of 2019. And she just kind of came over to me and I was like, oh my gosh, my last experience was almost traumatic. Like it was really, 
Like you can watch the video that I made. I did it for the drive. I covered it for mm -hmm. the drive and it was, um, uh, uh, how do I say this? It was not something I wanted to duplicate. Like, mm -hmm. I was like, look, if I ever do that event again, it's going to be with like, every, like the planets have to be perfectly aligned. And, yeah. and Sedona just kind of, just kind of came up next to me and you know i think emily was doing like a little speech something about you know new rebels and she's like you know she's like so leah is pregnant oh, no. and mm. she's going to have a baby out. in like i don't know a couple months and she may not be ready to come back in october would you be interested in potentially driving with me and it was one of those instances where in the moment you're just like in your head you're like Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> this that's is gonna work. Probably the yeah. right scenario that was supposed to happen, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that sounds interesting." You know, because who knows? Leah might have decided that she was ready and that she could go, and then probably like five or six weeks later, I got a call. Um, she, you know, checked with Nissan, and luckily, I have a I have a great relationship with um with Wendy Orthman, who was uh, head of Nissan, you know, truck PR at the time, and. Um, they were like, we'd love Lynn to be a part of it and that would be great. And she reached out and she just said, would you be interested? I think this was maybe two months before the, the rally. And I was like, I'm totally in hundred percent. And the great, the thing is, is like, I, I mean, we couldn't have gotten along better. You know, there was not one, one so. moment in the car. Um, and that's like, you're spending literally 24 hours with one person for eight or nine days. So, mm. so the stars aligned. Stars, I mean, aligned so perfectly, and like she's just as goofy as I am. She's a total like theater kid, like I was. So we were singing like we were singing weird, like oh, it's I like best friends road trip. Show tunes like when we had to, on long transits, just to like kind of release the pressure. But um, but it was great, and every day that we were just like we just kept. We were just, we got locked in super early and just stayed there. And both mm -hmm. of us were like, what's happening? Like, <laughs> we're eights, dude. Like, what the hell? Like, it's we the kind of thing that NASA's looking for when they're putting astronaut crews together. Like, yes! They, yes! that's what you guys are. You just kept working the problem. Just keep working it. Right. Just... See, I was going to say in Step Brothers when they're, when they go, <laughs> did we just become best friends? But, you know, NASA Step Brothers. But totally cool. No, like if looking for someone to drive the next lunar lander, like Sedona and I are in. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy to be back with her. I actually just, uh, I wrote a story about our experience for Overland Journal, um, which cool. will be coming out like literally any day. Um. So if anyone can get their hands on, uh, on that, um, on that magazine, it's the. I need to renew it. The fall issue of uh, of twenty twenty. Sweet. Um, that yeah, and the the imagery. Like here's the thing. Like Emily hires just like the most insanely talented people to run it and to cover the <laughs> cover it. So she gets these photographers like Nicole Drian and Tim Calver. I mean these guys who are just like unbelievably insane shooters that. I mean, I, it blows my mind. There's a guy, Paolo, who flies in from Italy to do it every year. He shoots King of the Hammers with her, too. And Tim lives in Kenya, and he comes to shoot. Because his underwater stuff is amazing. Like, 
it's just, it's absolutely incredible. Another guy named Richard Giordano, who you may know him. He's, he and his wife, Ashley, they have an Instagram blog, Death to Glory. So, oh, her, yeah, I heard of that. I was, I was waiting for you to pause. I was like, I'm pretty sure future guests of the show. Yeah. <laughs> we have yes. them scheduled soon. Yes. Yeah. The, heard he, of, heard he's incredible. And so the imagery that you get out of this stuff, I mean, we're in play last year, we were in places like the Trona Pinnacles, which mm. you literally, it looks like you're just, and let's be on an episode of Star Trek. Right. You know? <laughs> so it's really, it's insane the things that we get to look at when we're there. If you do it right and you really do like kind of look around you in the moment, you can see some really, I mean, just absolutely spectacular things. Emily managed to get um, permits last year to, for the first time in Death Valley, and we got to drive through Death Valley. And it was just like, I mean, things that to me are just like the most spectacular things. And so, mm. great. And the beauty of it, again, like Sedona proved, you don't have to be a professional off-roader or navigator. You just need basic skills. And, you know, usually the car that's in your driveway, even a crossover that has, you know, that has all-wheel drive, can do the rally like mm -hmm. there's a there's a four by four class but there's also a crossover class and it's such an extraordinary event and it's such an a, a, i think a unique opportunity for women who really don't have a lot of outlets or exposure maybe to um to off-roading or like there's you know their man is like i'm gonna ride my bra you know <laughs> I, no i'm gonna do it you're not doing it right and it really is an opportunity for women to just kind of come out and and learn things, you know, yeah. get skills and have a great time because this is such a, such a beautiful space and it's really just a unique and a wonderful event. It seems like it. And it, it seems like a genuinely good platform that's building. I mean, it, it never had to fight for credibility, but it's also just building in viewership base and how prevalent it is in the media. And it's awesome to see that instead of just more dudes going, don't, oh, bro, you know, trucks, yeah. four by four, bro. I mean, honestly, like, I know that a lot of people were like, Rolls Royce. I thought it was absolutely inspired that they, um, that they participated last year. It's pretty funny. Uh, you know, it's a, it's like such an unusual story. Like, what? Are you serious? But it's such an incredible proving ground for cars. Like, I don't know why way more auto, like automakers don't like go, oh, us, me. Like, right. We need a defender in there. We need the Bronco right? in there. We need like these trucks. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> Anybody that offers like a serious four by four. Exactly. Yeah. Chris, what'd you say? The Bentega. The Bentega. That oh my god! Show up. They ran why, Pikes Peak. Why wouldn't they? You know what exactly. I mean? Like that. That would be perfectly capable yep. of doing it. There's a Mitsubishi Eclipse Crossboard in here. Like, why not? Yes. That team was amazing because that was the first adaptive athlete to ever participate in the um mm -hmm. in the rebel she was technically a quadriplegic so she's okay. wheelchair bound um she does still have use of her hands it's a, mm -hmm. genetic, a genetic um uh um, condition that she has and she was former military and um she was the driver and her i mean absolutely an unbelievable oh, story and i that's inspiring completely tip my hat to mitsubishi because they adapted the car for her and nice. um mm -hmm. holy shit they kicked ass yeah they i've been on the trail a couple times with people who have hand controls i i cannot imagine like the you know mental strength it takes to do that that's fucking wild yeah 
And there's so much, pre you know, there is a lot of pressure in the event, but this girl, Kara um, Barron, who was, uh, was the, the, you know, the adaptive athlete, absolutely amazing. Uh, if you don't follow her on Instagram, you totally should. Kind of a quad. Kind so of a good. quad. Yeah, she's, and she's unbelievable. Okay, following. Um, yeah. Kind so pre prepping for something like this, because I've been, literally, I, I searched Rebel Rally 2019. I've just been rolling through images. Like, if you had to choose winch or traction boards? Boards. Boards. Max tracks, 100%. We know a guy who does those. Yeah, we do. <laughs> huh? Our friend Matt Scott? No, not Matt Scott. Uh, oh. His name is uh, Adam Shallow. Oh. Uh, yeah. He is Overland History on Instagram. Uh, Overland underscore history, I think. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. But he, he just went from Blue Ridge Overland out to the company that imports them in Phoenix, or Prescott. Prescott, yeah. Prescott. Yeah, then his boss is Matt Scott. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, Matt's one of the good guys. Like, the, that guy's <laughs> He's awesome. Um, yeah, boards for sure. Because here's the thing, boards will work for you in so many different situations. Mm -hmm. Like, they work for you in sand, but if you need to get over rocks, if you need to bridge over something, like, they're just, to me, they're really versatile. Yeah, I, I saw images of them being used to bridge. Like, that's... Yeah. That's pretty impressive for Sketchy. what looks like plastic. I've seen that in Canada a lot, in like washouts. Well, I think it depends on which ones you get. Because if you get the cheesy, cheapo knockoffs, you're going to snap those things in half. But uh, it goes so wrong so quick. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're like, oh. Yeah, you don't want to cheap out on your recovery gear, guys. Like, yeah, no, no. Oh. You really want to buy the best. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I'm evaluating the four digit winch versus. Yes. Start with I've, boards. I've definitely seen a winch used in the sand, but I've seen Max Tract used more. Okay. And for me, like I, I would that that's where I would go. Just totally. seems easier to that. use in general. They're general. Yeah, that's the thing. They're easier to use. Mm -hmm. And what if you've got nothing to winch with? Right. What if you're right. just out there in the middle of the sand dunes and you're all by yourself? I think I, I agree with the exception of mud in yeah. in the mud, which is predominantly what we deal with here other than rocks. Yeah, but you have enough winches. trees. We do yeah. have a lot of trees. That's true. There are locations I am in where there are no trees. That's 100% valid. Then you get one of those weird spike things that you like hammer into the earth and you like the <laughs> land anchor. Yeah, land anchor. Oh, that sounds oh. hardcore. <laughs> Yeah, no, we have they, a lot of trees. They look scary. <laughs> they certainly are. Nice. So, All right. you just posted a picture, actually, of one of the things I wanted to talk about. Yeah. And how you ended up in an old Willis Jeep in France? <gasps> oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> so, and I was also recently just with my family member, who is a huge D-Day. He was there uh, last summer as well. Um, they really? flew in. Yeah, he and his he his wife, and then uh, a childhood friend and his wife. They spent I'm gonna say a week just around Normandy, and they stayed wow. in a cottage kind of thing. And he told that me was, all about it again this last weekend. <laughs> that was actually an extraordinary experience. Um, you know, I come from a, a very military family. My dad went to West Point. Um, my brother was 
in the 101st Airborne during the, um, the second Gulf War and was over, did a tour in Iraq um, and Kuwait. And, um, you know, my grandfather was in the RAF. He was a, a pilot and my grandmother even drove ambulances in London during, um, wow. during the Blitz. So, you know, I've long time, long time um, history in my family of, of military service. And I've always wanted to go to um, the celebration of D-Day. My brother actually, when he was still active duty, went out um, to go shoot. He's a photographer and a, and a photojournalist. And he went to go, um, he went to go document it and shoot it. And, um, you know, once again, my lovely adventurous friends, Aaron and Tina Robinson, um, they had been out twice before. So Aaron <laughs> loves to buy like military vehicles. Like old ambulances and yeah, yeah, ambulance shit like that. Yeah. 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 I remember but that story. Thing, like he's a huge military buff, but then he'll like use that as an excuse to go out and buy like a <laughs> car and be like, oh, I have a story. Like I can't travel unless I buy a vehicle. So, write it off. He wrote just so he can write it off. <laughs> totally. Like he's that guy and we love that guy, right? Like that guy yeah. is genius. That's how that and, guy gets a plane. Seriously, <laughs> the, first year, the first year that they went, they um, they had a Jeep and then he sold that when they were out there. And then the second time they went, they bought a uh, an, an old Dodge ambulance and that one they sh actually shipped back here because I think Tina said something specifically like, I will go with you again, but we need a car with sides on it. Uh <laughs> like. In the weather in Normandy at that time, it's not ideal. It's not, not like not great. super balmy, nice. Right. And so, of course, last year was the um, was the 75th anniversary of D-Day, which uh, you know, such a uh, such an incredible story. If you don't know the history, definitely go and you know, even look at the Wikipedia page because it's pretty remarkable. And I thought, you know what? If if I'm not going to do it now, like when are you going to do this? Because these the veterans are there are so few of them anymore. You know, these guys are in their nineties if they're still living and mm -hmm. uh, they invited a bunch of people to come and they were like, you know, listen, we've done this by ourselves. Like ain't no romance. Like we're ready to like, just come all the people come over. And so, um, Aaron's good friend is in the, uh, was in the, um, the foreign service and he was stationed out in, um, in Ireland. And so he went out and I went out and, we had Amy Shore, who is an absolutely incredible photographer. If you don't follow her on Instagram, you should follow her on Instagram. She's English, and she does some bomb stuff. I mean, she is just so great. And so it was the five of us, and we, you know what? He, he bought this Jeep in England, and um, he and Tina drove it out there. I mean, literally, like, as it was getting on the ferry to go to Normandy, he checked the oil and there was no oil in it, like none. Zero. Oh and he's like, oh my God, like, what, like, how the fuck did this happen? Sorry if I just shouldn't have said that word. No, you're good. Um, you're good. We put the E on it. You're fine. Okay, good. They put olive oil in it because they couldn't find any, like, they couldn't oh find my God. their motor oil. No one was like, <laughs> everyone's like, no, this is mine. I'm hoarding this because when mine breaks, I need it. They put olive oil in it. It just just enough to like get them up the ramp and onto the boat so they could actually like get onto the dang boat. And once they were on the boat, they found someone else who, who gave them some oil. And after that, it was fine. 
Like no, oh, lit, no, that's nothing, wild. no idea how it happened or what happened. I mean, it was just like, un, just unbelievable. Like somebody went to change it before they sold it and just forgot to refill it. I don't know. It was one of those like mystery Marvel things of your life. Like how? Who cares? That's also sounds like a very Aaron Robinson story to have happen. Oh yeah. Total, total, total. Oh, yeah. And um, the whole week was like that. I mean, we got there, and it's literally like you kind of you go into it, and I certainly did thinking it was going to be this really somber, very reverential thing, but it's it's more of a celebration and it's so many Europeans. So this is, this is not like a bunch of Americans that are out mm-hmm. there. It's these guys, it's like, it's like, you know, John Wayne fantasies come to life. Like it's crazy. These guys are like deck down. He's Czech, you know, Czech guys, French, British, like a German. I mean, everybody is just there right. in their period costumes. They're in their, their military vehicles. And it's literally like this huge, party this week is it kind of a goodwood vibe oh, that's what i was gonna say it's totally goodwood but oh, on, like, punch. World, war, world war ii so it's that's radwood amazing. but for world war ii cosplay it's the most amazing <laughs> yeah it is a like a week-long military car show it's absolutely unbelievable and you know there's a part of you that's like should we be like having fun like mm-hmm. right it's not celebrating like it's a super sad not, day too yeah it's not like a happy super crazy like yeah of course how many thousands of, like three thousand guys died the right. first day like i mean right. that's insane but you know what that is i think to me by the end of the week it became so clear that that was the whole purpose mm-hmm. of what of what they were there doing they're, is they're celebrating the achievement the ability to celebrate, right, right. celebrate what that then caused and and what that what that saved is people being able to you know imp- celebrate in the way that they want to go buy right. like crazy cars and dress up the way that they want to and it was so spectacular and yes there definitely is that reverential part of it we were on omaha beach on the, on the morning of June the sixth, mm-hmm. at the same time that the um, that the first wave would have come onto the beach, and it was, I mean, one of the most like significant and moving moments, you know, because you really think like, holy cow, like I can't imagine what was going through the, their minds when you know when they were looking at what they were looking at, just this 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 fortress that was France. And um, yeah, it was, it was an unbelievably significant trip. And I feel I'm so happy that I said yes. It was one of those like on the whim kind of, you know, kind of scenarios, but um, what, what an extraordinary, um, what an extraordinary experience. I actually got to write about that also Mm -hmm. for Overland Journal. We had, so Aaron's best friend who was with us, his grandfather, um, uh, Eddie, Eddie Carnoogie, and I think was his name. He was in the 115th, um, no, he was in the 82nd, yeah, 82nd Airborne, uh, the 115th Regiment. And um, we followed, we traced his footsteps, what would have been his. Oh, wow. Um, That's amazing that they can actually do that. 
right on Google. So I have this amazing book that has like all the, you know, histories of battlefields and you can actually go there and look for, you know, for old German pillboxes and mm -hmm. you really just go sort of search out old bunkers and look for, you know, kind of look for old landmarks. And um, yeah, we followed the trajectory of their trip on Google. Listen, it takes, you know, 45 minutes to drive, but for them, it took them three months to get Holy from one shit. Spot to the other and they, you know, just countless of countless injuries. Um, but doing it in a Jeep and driving, driving it in that vehicle was mm -hmm. absolutely, it was just unbelievably remarkable. Like a once in a lifetime experience. hundred percent, hundred percent. And that being said, I hope, I hope Aaron's lunatic enough to go buy another Jeep and we go do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully one with oil. This will bring extra oil this time. Yeah, I mean, we were out there like I changed. So we had problems with the accelerator and I went and changed the gas pedal on the, you know, on it. And, you know, you're doing it with like a paper clip and a thing mm -hmm. like, like they would have back. Whatever works. Day. Yeah. Yeah. So that was super cool. Period. Correct fixes. Yes. Yes. Dude, Man, that's that awesome. Is not that's amazing. That is not a comfortable vehicle to, to uh, drive oh, around. Yeah. It also very much doesn't have sides. No, no. No, there's not much to that car at all. That's how <laughs> they fit in the crates. <laughs> yeah, but for, for a purchase with the stipulation of having sides, it, it, it really doesn't. Well, but that was the second time. Sorry, I'm, see, I told you that the, uh, the light was going to die in my, in my house <laughs> because... <laughs> We were talking so long um yeah the stipulation that was for the that was for the um that was for the here i'll sit down and maybe the dodge that was for the dodge yeah that, hey, was, hey, for the, that was for the um the ambulance that, that ambulance. second, that second with the ambulance but this one was this one was special because this one actually you know haggerty haggerty really wanted to add a jeep mm -hmm. to their to their fleet Right. So that's what this was for. And now the Jeep that we took is, is, um, is in the Haggerty uh, Museum. So right. is, Very it, cool. is it an original Jeep or was it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's one from the era that was restored kind of thing. Correct. You know, we looked it up and I have this amazing book of all the, um, of all the, the, like the, they're not really VIN numbers, but I, you know, I looked up all of the, all of the numbers, serial numbers of serial numbers of them and i think we figured it was probably it was probably like a later model so it was like a 1945 or 46 when it was made mm -hmm. um but yeah holy cow and that book actually is really interesting because it goes through all the modifications that that vehicle went through while it was in production like you know the even like the, the little blocks that are on the top of the uh that are on the top of the the hood mm -hmm. like those used to be wood but they realized that the wood would crack and it would split so they changed them to rubber like for the for the um for the engine for the mm -hmm. engine blocks on it so just little tiny things like that like they changed it from a keyed um a keyed starter to a push button starter so people mm -hmm. would lose keys oh wow just yes. like trial by like trial by fire, by literally. fire. yeah, actual fire, <laughs> literally. literally. Jeez, yeah, uh, that's it. That's actually a fascinating. Entendre. If you really dig deep into the history of that of that vehicle, it's absolutely fascinating. And yeah, very, very I mean, cool. I almost very, see very like cool. 
I see Jeep doing a lot of that stuff today because I do think that they take like they take customer feedback pretty seriously when mm -hmm. they're in development. Um, so it was this really the same kind of thing. Like they added brackets on it so that they could put a uh, so that they could put a, a stretcher on it for injured soldiers. Oh, that's somber. <laughs> useful, yeah, useful like but that. somber. Yeah. Jeep, but, useful but somber. <laughs> right. My my but grandfather was a corpsman in Korea, and that's what he talked about. Was they just used jeeps? Like it was. Yeah. They didn't always have ambulances. They just threw them wherever they could get them. Yeah, and listen, those things were so. I mean, honestly, so absolutely indestructible that the Germans at one point were ordered to steal as many Jeeps as humanly possible because they're sucked in comparison. That's funny. Yeah, indestructible things. It's just funny because Volkswagen still doesn't have like a proper off-roader, like. No, it's crazy. The Amarack? Yeah, the Schwimmerwagen? No. <laughs> we don't even get. <laughs> the Touareg was good. The first one. Yeah, Touareg does okay. Don't want to fix it once something goes wrong. Is the but... Touareg the one that you could get with like the V10 diesel? Yes, with yeah. all the torque. Yeah. And yeah. if you can find one now. My daily driver is a is a Jetta wagon, and it's expensive. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're, no, nothing on them is cheap. Yeah, they're not wallet friendly. No. <laughs> no, they are not. Well, sweet. Sweet right. is right. So Ross is about to become a pumpkin. Oh, yeah. It's late. It's late o'clock. Late o'clock. The glory late of the East Coast to West Coast podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so one of us has to suffer always. Yay. Yeah. I'm so That's sorry. That's okay. But honestly, this was it's so much good. fun. It was. Yeah, Thank you we'll for joining definitely us. Have to have you back on after uh, you can talk more about whichever you're going to drive for Nissan. Honestly, uh, <laughs> that, that would be a really good idea because you guys will want to hear. You'll want to hear about about it for sure. Yes, yes. please. It's compelling. I think it's compelling anyway. Well, so I look forward to it. I'm a, yeah. Everything else you've kind of led us down the path of uh, being interesting. We've all agreed with. So yes, we're going to trust you on this one too. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. You can follow Lynn on Instagram at Lynn Woodward, but it's un at two underscores. Two underscores. Man, I missed that on here. It's hard to tell. And the person who has Lynn Woodward is does nothing. And I've tried so hard to reach out <laughs> and be like, hey. Can I please have this? No. <laughs> so Yeah, and one N and Lynn and two underscores Woodward. Yep, Woodward's normal. The way you normally spell it. <laughs> yeah. The way Bern, uh, Woodward and Bernstein would spell it. Yes. Exactly. So, and you can see her video reviews on KBB. Yep. Kelly Blue Book, go to the YouTube channel, check it out. Um, it's me and Mike Amusio. We, uh, we split mm -hmm. duties on that. And uh, we have a lot of fun doing it. It's great. And it's, Very it's cool. not all off road stuff. Sometimes it's supercars. Sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes it's regular cheapo cars. <laughs> Just we regular get, cars. We get to do everything. Yeah, yeah. just yeah, normal people cars. Book, you literally get to do everything. We do everything, and I love it. I think the playlist right now is literally Wrangler, Cadillac XT5, Telluride, Nissan Versa, Elantra to the the Buick Encore GX is the top right now. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> but don't forget we have a lot of big a lot of big things. So the F one, the Ford F one fifty 
video just came out, mm -hmm. but we've got the Bronco coming up. Um, we've got an LC 500 convertible coming up. Very fancy. Ooh. The Chevy Trailblazer um, embargo is lifting soon. So oh. we'll talk about driving <laughs> that. So excited. Chris's face. <laughs> well, she did mention earlier, any crossover with an all-wheel drive system is a good off-road vehicle. Oh, yeah, it true. could do. It could, well, at least it could do the rebel. It could do the rebel, which is pretty extreme. Like, it's pretty, not often. Honestly, it's pretty impressive. They, they do have a set, just to be clear, they do have a separate route than, than the, uh, the, the crossover. Yeah. <laughs> <But, yeah. laughs> no so, monster sand dunes in a trailblazer, a new yeah, trailblazer. Pretty much sticking to the outside of the dunes. Like, you're not really All the go arounds. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Sweet. Cool. Cross Awesome. Where can, we, where can we find Ross's stuff? Um, mostly on Hooniverse and Everyday Driver next week. Well, this week when this podcast goes out. On Everyday Driver or Hooniverse? On Everyday Driver and Hooniverse whenever I feel like it. Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> you you write as much as you get paid for them, so that's fine. That's, well, uh, I, I guess. He admitted to not paying us on the show, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's fun. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So technically, I write more than I get paid. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so get what so, you pay for. <laughs> Ross on Instagram is uh, at no, not like the one from Friends because it's the world's longest sad. Instagram handle. Oh, sad. Never. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the only reason I'm keeping it at this point is it's easy to identify. There you go. Uh, and I am at Overlanding Dad on Twitter and Instagram. And that's our show. That is sweet.